I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 123. And we back, y'all. Woo! Not only that, it is the beginning of the August Watcharama. August Watcharama is here, live and direct, coming to you from the satellite office. Of Hamilton, Ontario. Scenic Hamilton, Ontario. Friends, we're not recording this in August. You're listening to it in August. Recorded it in July. July in Hamilton. What is going on? You know they have a phrase called hotter than July. You know the only thing that's hotter than July? My apartment. (laughs) So instead of making me suffer through his hotter than July apartment, uh, Jordan was kind enough to take the trek out to Hamilton. Make it sound like I made this like huge like sacrifice to come out here this place is air conditioned like who's doing who a favor air conditioned is that the space space for activities jordan so many activities oh my god Uh, phillips parked out back it's like yeah he's he's, got like some grazing bees out there to keep him company (laughs) there's all kinds of stuff dandelions lettuce out there for him friends beautiful if you forgot who philip is who we are what this whole endeavor is you, first of all, should be ashamed. You should be ashamed. Also, I feel kind of bad because we've been gone for so long. Maybe it's our fault. I don't think that it is. You're just going to like shut the door on us. Maybe it's just a mom thing. Because we had the nerve to take, <laughs> to take some it. time for ourselves. You know what? I bet there are people who are like, oh, I didn't even realize. <laughs> the sense I'm getting is that people are so far behind. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a way for them to catch up. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'll talk about it more in a bit, but uh, definitely went for, went for dinner with Stupid Matt recently. Yep. And he was like, you guys took a break? <laughs> yes we did stupid we did take a break and it's been glorious it has been glorious but i'm i'm glad to see jordan's face a lot of punching like a today. Of punching and slapping yeah. uh. if you would like to reacquaint yourself with what we do here or catch up because jesus jesus there's a couple ways you can matt. do that first and foremost don't be stupid like matt hopefully you're more caught up than matt is but if you're not uh but you can go to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod. It's where the show lives. It just hangs out. It's where our archives are. Watches old Buffy episodes. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting re-caught. It's starting Buffy again from the beginning. If you give us a follow on there, every time a new episode goes live, you will be informed. But if you are too busy for that... You are just like, you know what? I have to hit up... I have to hit up Jackson Square, and I've got to go to the library, and i got to go to the farmer's market. They're having a sale at Hart. <laughs> at heart in the bad part of the mall. Um, I have to go to Nations and try and figure out which snacks I'm going to buy. I mean, if you you just got too much to do. The summer's not over yet. There's still a lot to be done Yeah, to get the most out of my summer. I don't necessarily have time to go all the way to SoundCloud to pick up your podcast. Yeah. Listen, we understand. That's why we make it easy for you. You yeah. see a little button that says subscribe. If you had subscribed there, it'll take you to Apple Podcasts, but you don't have to go to Apple Podcasts. Nope. Pretty much anywhere you can find your, you can get your audio content. Um, I can say that senior correspondent Chris was delighted when he realized <laughs> that you could just get it from Google. Finally on the Google Play Marketplace. <laughs> go get us on there. But if you're Android, if you're Apple, if you're on Stitcher. Uh, sweeper. <laughs> like Minesweeper? Well, no. I was just trying to. Like we're on Minesweeper? <laughs> 
No. Isn't she trying to do win, alliterations? Do you win Minesweeper or, or podcast or play? I, I, I know what I, I never figured out how to like play Minesweeper. I never did either. Like I, I know there's a way and I feel like if I knew it, I could win it. But sometimes I won just by luck, but I would just like press random things and hope for the best. Kind of sad that they took it off. Hitting the ground on all cylinders, friends. <laughs> Welcome back. Anywhere you get your audio content, you can find the Geek Town Podcast. And then if you click the subscribe option of choice, Which just there like are that, many. There's so many. Just like that. Oh, oh, did you miss him? He missed you. Oh, very much so. <laughs> Come soaring through the skies. On Philip. <laughs> on Philip is is he a unicorn or a Pegasus? He's a unicorn Pegasus. Oh, he's both. Obviously. Silly me. God. Are you not alive during the 90s? It's your man, Chauncey Frostilicus III. Uh, Elf the People. The People's Knight. Got a CPA during the summer break. Yep. He's got a second doctorate. Come, come, get, him, come get, him, get at him at tax time. <laughs> you can also... Uh, he's an interior decorator. An interior decorator? Yep. Guy stays way busier than I did. He's just... You know, it's part of his powers. You know, he, he's he's been on the earth a long time. That's true. Elves, he, elves don't experience time the way no. mere mortals do. No. That's why he's got so much, much opportunity to just swing through your crib. And and pass on to you the newest episode of the Geek Down Podcast. Just be like, what's up, fam? Like a present. Have a new episode of the Geek Down Podcast. And you'll say, thank you, Chauncey. Thank you, Chauncey. Yeah. And if you want to talk to us about Philip or Chauncey or want to buy us an air conditioning machine... <laughs> Uh, for Jordan's apartment. So I figure out how to calculate the extra cost of hydro because my landlord doesn't want to tell me, give me any insight into what that's going to be. <laughs> Great. Um, then you can do so um, by going to any of our socials. Yeah. Um, so if you want, you can go to any of our socials. The first being Twitter at GeekDownPod. Instagram at GeekDownPod. Yeah. Which is like Twitter, but for pictures. <laughs> they should just really have a baby. Um, then we've got the email address, which is geekdownpod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, the old mall of social media. We just came from there. Which I we now have a <laughs> physical like representation of. A real of. visual representation of what Facebook actually is. Uh, it's got good bones, but its content <laughs> is lacking. Really? Really needs a polish. Um, it is facebook.com. And we... You can come to us, visit our page, which is just kind of like an old store where like there's a lot of dust, but... It's the dollar what outlet? The dollars... I think it was called the dollar the store, dollar store outlet. outlet, which is like, how low can you go? <laughs> like, really? Um, you can get at us at www.facebook.com forward slash geek down pod. Go to the Twitter. You can find a couple of videos of us <laughs> posted of us walking around what we imagine Facebook is like. As as you were probably wondering, no, we did not post them to Facebook because people don't use Facebook Why would anymore. we ever? We, yeah. want, we want people to see this stuff. <laughs> uh, wow. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. And if you are enjoying yourself so far and are just, you know, pleased that we have come back and are here with you and you're like, you know what? I want to throw some quarters at these people. These people seem nice. Like they deserve it. I want to throw quarters right in their face. Right in their stupid faces. Yeah. You can do so in two different ways. Yes. The first being our Patreon. That would be Patreon forward slash Patreon.com forward slash GeekDownPod. Yep. There's lots of stuff there. Yes. But the newest, shiniest way to give us money is coffee. Kofi. 
coffeekofiko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. What's the difference? Why you want to do that? Patreon subscription model. You give monthly. You can give as little as a dollar a month. That's $12 a year. That's less than a movie. Less than a movie. Less than a movie. Less than a cup of coffee. And I can tell you right now, we are entertaining than many movies. I, I saw a movie. <laughs> I once saw a movie. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. Four episodes of the Geek Down podcast, much better than the movie I saw. Oh, yeah. Listen, I'm just putting it out there. Hours of entertainment. But if that's too much for you, we understand some of you people have commitment issues. You can't really work yourself up to, you know, we, we haven't known each other that long. Yeah, I know. Like, it's only been, what? Two and a half years. Is that all? Yes. I feel like it's been longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, no. Only two and a half years. Oh, but if we understand, you can't commit to that. Listen, you don't want to get be surprised by a... In laws you know, by by a PayPal <laughs> deduction at the end of the month that oh, you weren't yeah, expecting. No. Like I said before, Spotify just creeps up on me every month, and it's like you've authorized Spotify, and I'm like, like bam! I was going to buy soup with that. No soup for you. <laughs> no soup. Only music. Only music. If you would like to take back control of how you support this podcast, we have the remedy. Ko fi one tier three dollars. Amazing. Canadian. What? It's like fifteen cents. <laughs> In the modern in world. In any other currency, as I know from planning for Europe. <laughs> as I know as someone who recently exchanged American money. You can get, you can buy us one coffee, as many coffees as you want. Do it once. Do it again in three months. Never do it again. Yeah. We, it's up to you. We'll take anything. <laughs> we, we really will. We're not picky. We will take anything. We're all for commitment. Do you, do you need help moving? <laughs> we'll do that too. We'll do that too. But for now, we're going to go do our podcast. Yes. Hey. Hey. Goofy. <laughs> Your face is Your goofy. Your face is goofy. This is how we express affection. <laughs> God, when did we last see each other? So as you're hearing this in August, but we record, we're recording it in July, mid-July. I guess it was It's probably only been, is it three weeks? No, yeah, maybe it was two weeks. <laughs> maybe it was only two weeks, but it feels, it feels, it feels so much, much longer. longer. Uh, but I think it's like been a long two weeks. Because I, yeah, I went home and back. Yeah, you that, went off to Windsor. In that time. Ooh, always the folksy racism just killing me inside <laughs> every time I go. Yeah, I've had to, um, there's been some warnings about Scotland to senior <laughs> correspondent Chris. Be like, don't be surprised if out of nowhere, someone's really racist. They seem really normal on the surface. And then all of a sudden... Something comes out of their mouth. I also had the problem where the uh, it's it's currently the summer of the gun in Toronto. Yes. <laughs> Having the worst outbreak of gun violence in the city in a very long time. I would say this is the second summer of the gun. It's Canada, so it's been, you know, there's been like 20 murders, um, <laughs> which is still a lot comparatively, apparently, I guess. But. Well, apparently the, in, there's more, I don't know what about the statistic, but I've been hear, hearing it been thrown around quite a bit. There are, more, there have been more murders in Toronto than New York. Oh. New York City. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Detroit one. I had a lovely day in Detroit with uh, Uncle Gene, Mr. Malosh, on during my time there. And, you know, my mom was all very, like, stressed. You know, let us know. Like, she just refuses to go to America at this point. Like, uh, part okay. of it's guns. Everybody's got guns. They're all nuts. Like, it's, you know, Trump this, Trump that, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm having a wonderful, it's gorgeous. I'm gallivanting through downtown Detroit with... 
with uh, you know two of my best friends and yeah. realizing I just can't really tell my mom that like I don't want I don't know how to tell you this but I'm probably safer walking through downtown Detroit than I am walking to my bus stop. Yeah, in Toronto. Oh yeah, it's not a good way to. <laughs> it's not going to relax her at all. When my uh, so um uh, for a small period of time when I was doing like overnight and super early morning shifts, mm. um, I was having to take the King Street car when I lived in the beaches mm. all the way from the beaches to Dufferin, Dufferin and Queen and then having to wait for the bus at like four in the morning and mom when she found out was not having it. She's like, you're going to tell your boss no. <laughs> I was like, all right. I had a stretch when I was on a similar shift and definitely they were like doing construction on that overpass yeah. by Queen and Dufferin. So it was like pitch black. Yeah. Like zombie apocalypse type shit. Um, yeah, Toronto be scary, y'all. Um, definitely had a moment where, you know, you talk about, you know, picking your battles when you encounter this stuff. Um, because, well, because it's the summer of the gun, definitely had somebody related to me. Oh, no. <laughs> Posit, like, well, a lot of this gun violence, I mean, it's mostly like, you know, like gangbangers and, and then dropped the C word for people of color. Oh. If you abbreviate raccoon. Oh my god! Yeah, it happened like three times, and what? I I had to stop myself from basically going like, "Do you just want me to think you're racist?" Like, is this like just a thing you're putting on this for is, me? This is what we are rapidly approaching. Like, if you don't care if I think you're racist, then cool, just go with it. But like, yeah. you are rapidly approaching that where I'm like, we're this is not funny anymore. It's not you're not being cute. Like, no. we're just hitting a point where like, you sound racist. Um. Someone the other day asked um, if, uh, like, she called someone mulatto. <laughs> and I went, oh, no. <laughs> no. And she didn't know, but mm. I just was like, that's no, that's not. It's, it's, version, it's like colored, right? Yeah. Col- color and oriental, I hear so often back oh. home. Like, it's just, that's just a thing. Wow. Because they old. Like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> we try and download new information. What are you going to do? Um,. Yes, no. Time, time home was despite despite that. Despite um, folksy racism. Despite folksy racism, killing me inside. Um, still a good time. Got some. Got a lot of reading done for book project. Very cool. Um, Did you get lots of music? I low key. How we spent like thirty bucks on records? Wow! But did you get like a lot of records for thirty bucks? Like eight albums. Yeah, like eight albums. Wow. Um, <laughs> Mr. Malosh like always goes in harder. Like we were driving back. <laughs> sorry, the most sorry, the most exciting part of the trip was Meyer. What's Meyer? A grocery store. Oh, what? what why is it so exciting? Because <laughs> um, not only did I get a case of La Croix, uh, La Croix, yeah, the hipster, the sparkling water, the hipsters drink. Uh, patrons, go back and listen to our snack episode that we gave you in July mm-hmm. to get the take on La Croix. Um, Definitely. I was eating pretty good when I was down there, you know, despite the right. sharp uptick in meat. Yeah. <laughs> so much meat. Did you get the meat spots? Um, no. Surprise. I had one. <laughs> oh, no. It was one day where I was like, I was really conscious of like, also, you know, I quit smoking. Yes. Like permanently. Like it's been two weeks. I didn't just not smoke when I was at home. And right. my, my employer really didn't want to hear when I said like, I, yeah, I didn't really want to smoke the entire time I was home until I came walking up to this building. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Argh. But I happened to read an article that said, you know, even casual smoking will drop your chances of dying of heart disease from like 80% to 40% instead of like the 5% I was hoping for. Woo! It's not, 
really not that much of a decrease. So fine. I'm good. I'm going to be healthy. I won't casually smoke. I'm going to live. Stupid people. So despite the meat uptick, I was still doing like, like I ate ribs. Right. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I ate ribs. You made the instant pot. They were very good. See, I, um, I was going to say I've, I eat ribs because there's a rib fest every year. Caitlin's eating ribs right now. <laughs> I just I have ribs in my pocket at all times. She's covered in barbecue sauce. I didn't want to say anything <laughs> to the listeners. Um, yeah, but definitely uh, killed a bag of chocolate peanut butter pie Oreos in like I'm sorry. two days. What did you? What are the words that just came out of your mouth? The succession of words were. Chocolate, yeah. peanut butter, yeah. pie, Oreos. Okay. So first let's, let's mm-hmm. talk you wanna, you wanna break this stuff. <laughs> chocolate peanut butter pie. Mm-hmm. So it means the cream yeah. is like a swirl of chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah. And the cookie is graham cracker. Shut your fucking face. Yeah, I'm sorry. They were never going to make it back to this city. <laughs> I would have tried to save you. How could you not save me like one? (laughs) Yeah, I did not even realize how fast they were going. You got like a day and a half later, they were gone. I was like shoveling them in my (laughs) face at the border, like (laughs) like waiting in line at the international border. (laughs) Do do you have anything to to declare? Yes, these are fucking great. (laughs) Cookie crumbs falling out of my mouth. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, we had a lot of concern about crossing the border because apparently they can take your phone now. Yep. Um, and yeah. also they, they have a lot of concerns about, you know, the, the weed legislation. <laughs> the weed. The weed. Apparently it's like, <laughs> they'll ask like, have you ever in your life smoked marijuana? I'm like, even <laughs> if I said no, which is the truth, how, that's not plausible. Like <laughs> who in the world could say no besides me and my friends <laughs> and have that be true? Like. And then it's like, well, if you're caught lying, it could be a lifetime ban from crossing the border. And it's like, well, if you tell the truth, it could be a lifetime ban from, from crossing, crossing the, the border. border. Like, so yeah. what are we supposed to do? And guys? also, how are they going to tell? Exactly. There's that. And also, as far as taking my phone, like, what's what's more suspicious? Me giving you my phone or me giving you my phone with all the apps deleted off of it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Did you just buy this phone? It's got the stocks app. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and the calculator. <laughs> Weather stocks calculator. <laughs> That's it. No call history either. I don't know what to tell you. No, it's super weird. Oh dear. You are preparing for for Scotland. Oh yeah, that. Well, it's Amsterdam, Paris, Scotland. Ooh. Speaking of weed, am I right? Oh, Hey-o. just it's so there. I so much planning. <laughs> I'm I'm almost done. There's like a couple more things I have to do to check off my list. Um, but that's basically, and I feel like I was saying to a friend the other day, I feel like planning for this vacation has been like just a small window, a porthole, if you will, into what people must be like when they're planning like a wedding. Mm -hmm. Cause people will be talking to me about something completely unrelated. And in my head, I'm talking, like I'm thinking about planning and my answer back is not what they want. It's me going, do you think this many days in Paris is going to be enough? Or like, do you think maybe we should just miss the museums and do this instead? People don't care. I just need like a, some kind of bounce back board. Um, 
or people just to not talk to me (laughs) until I'm gone on this vacation. I'm just very preoccupied. Um, But it's definitely made it so that I want to have the easiest wedding ever because I'd be one of those people who like would stress over every detail. Um, And then I go through phases where I'm like, oh, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fun no matter what. And I'm like, but what if this happens? Um, Because I'm crazy. So, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting uh, ride, and I'm super fucking excited. And when you're listening to this, I will be in Scotland you by that be, time. You'll be gone by this point. Um, and hopefully the, the first half of the trip will be, been, been a success by the time you're listening to this. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited, but I'm also, you know, terrified that something's going to go wrong because I'm planning it. Uh, two things. Number one, uh, just City Hall. I'll buy you a bread maker on Amazon. And it'll be, it'll be fine. What? The wedding. Keep it simple. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just go. Just go to City Hall. I'll buy you a bread maker later. Okay. So yeah, I've always wanted a bread maker. I don't make bread, but I feel like if I had a bread maker, I would. And I love the. The smell. only thing keeping you. From, from making bread is the lack of a maker to, to bake it in. Exactly, um, and I love the smell of fresh. Baked bread, like it's one of my favorite smells. Um, but yet nobody, they never like go on sale. Like you never <laughs> see in the catalogs like bread maker never, on sale. Never for, a bread maker sale. For $40, yeah. So if I have a wedding, there's definitely going to be on the registry. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's point one. Point two, um, if I were going to research uh, record stores for you to go to on yes. my behalf, um, where when will you have the most free time? Um, probably, oh, not really. It's like one thing after another. Damn maybe it. in Glasgow, maybe. Glasgow? Maybe in Amsterdam. No fucking records worth in Glasgow. Maybe in Amsterdam. You know the fucking bagpipe music. What are you going to... Amazing. Um, you, maybe, uh, see if you find, like, anything Dutch. I'll see if I can pick it up. Oh, Amsterdam will definitely have. Yeah. Have some shops. All right, we'll look into that. Yeah. That's probably, Amsterdam's going to be probably the most free time because... Half of my trip is like the touristy stuff. It's like the going from place to place. Mm. The other half is basically I'm on the island where my dad is from and I'm visiting all 23 beaches. Like, <laughs> and I'm just at the beach. Every day you just time. got a punch card. <laughs> <laughs> She's making that sound much more glamorous than it is. This is not like, you know, laying about with a towel. This is like standing yeah. in galoshes and staring out at it. It's not galoshes. It's not that cold, but you can't swim in it. Like it's. It'll free. You'll get it's just gonna be a, what the fuck was that movie you gave me once? Um, the dude went to Scotland. Oh, oh, oh my gosh! Burt Lancaster was in it. Um, uh, local hero. Local hero. Yeah, she's just gonna yeah. be living local hero for oh yes. for a week. And I am so thrilled <laughs> and excited. Um, so Mr. Malash texted me about a Curtis Mayfield record that he discovered on my way out here today. He's like, you need to just don't even look it up. Just run out and buy it. And I'm like, I would, my dude, but I just dropped $140 on Discogs so... last night. So I'm not going to do that. But Jordan, why'd you spend $140 on Discogs? Yeah. Because the stupid queens are not putting their new album out on vinyl. That sucks. That does suck. And it's one of the many reasons why. It's coming, people. Kate. Yep. I'm at a bit of a crossroads. I hate crossroads. They're very confusing. Friends, if you're new, my alpha, my omega, my stands among all standums, mm-hmm. it's a Japanese electropop trio named Perfume. It's not like you've never heard us. <laughs> sorry. It's not like you've ever heard us talk about Perfume. It's never come up. Um, they have a new album coming out 
August 15th, mm-hmm. called Future Pop. Yeah. I'm actually very excited by that title. Yeah. It suggests to me that maybe Nakata, who does all their music, actually has a plan. Right. That would be nice. <laughs> like, a th- like there's something to unify all of this. Like this, we're calling this, this is Future Pop. This is what we're doing. Yeah. We're making a statement with this. Uh, instead of just a weird collection of singles. And they are uh, releasing or previewing what will be the final teaser song before the album comes out. Mm-hmm. It's called Let Me Know on Monday. So tomorrow as we record this. Kate? Yes, Jordan? If they don't come with it on this song, yeah. if this song is not just like okay, yeah. if it's anything less than good, yeah. not even taking, not even just the song, the choreography... The, right. the visual. Yeah. If it's lacking in any way, mm-hmm. I'm worried about their spot. Their spot on what? In my heart, Caitlin. What? There's a new girl group in town, Kate. Oh, my God. Kate actually got the front half of this just before we went on hiatus. Because this had just come into my life. And I'm I'm like half mockingly like responding to him but the other half of me is actually worried <laughs> like i am i am distraught at the change friends i'll try i try to do this succinctly but basically one day youtube throws randomly at me um what ended up being patrons if you you already know all this because this was on the uh on the geek down playlist right up but youtube throws me what turns out to be a mashup between chunky by bruno mars yeah and a song called Lady by a Korean girl group that I had randomly heard of before, but had never really spent any time with, uh, called EXID. For our use here, we'll just call Exit because mm-hmm. it's faster. And I clicked it because it was four beautiful Korean women in like throwback windbreakers, starter jackets and shit. And yeah, like, doing saw, the running man. And I started watching the video and went, oh, oh, this is all very nice the rapper is nasally like most korean lady rappers are but it just worked really well with the other vocalists and the, the one brunette had some pipes on her and i just really liked the tone of her voice and i said well let me check out let me check out the original what the original is and friends you know what i'll just it's gonna play a bit for you play, play a little sample so yeah uh some korean producer yeah Heard Finesse by Bruno Mars. Obviously. And decided, well, that was a hit. <laughs> Let's just make that. But with ladies. But we'll do it with ladies. And it's actually kind of better than Finesse. It's really good. And I love it. And I listen to it a bunch. That right out for a little bit. Oh, Ellie, so good. Um, and then I just kind of like didn't really think much of it. And then YouTube played... Another song by them, mm-hmm. which was a jazzy kind of like very nighttime, nighttimey song when I was feeling kind of melancholic when I got back to Toronto. Right. After being in Detroit, which I always am. I was riding the King Street car back to Parkdale and, and put on this song. I believe it's called Night Rather Than Day. Okay. And I was listening to it and I was like, just really, just really fit. It put me in a good mood. Yeah. And then I started learning more about these women and what buffoons they are. I think that's an apt word. Um, they are not cute. Well, I mean, they're gorgeous. They're um, cute. They're gorgeous. Some of them are cute-ish, but they don't act cute. Like the right. the Korean version of kawaii 
is Eggio. Eggio. And it's a little creepier because oh. it's a little paternalistic. And oh. I'm like, it's always about, you know, pretending you're a little girl talking to an older man type oh, of thing. Oh, yeah, um, no. And they, you can tell they really hate it. Like every oh, time, yeah. They, every time you go on a show, you're asked to do it and they fucking despise it. Like you can low-key tell. They right. do it because it's part of the game. But they hate it. And I like had a bias immediately. Hit in his everything. <laughs> little potato protector at all costs. Um, but it really sort of highlighted just the differences between K-pop and J-pop fandoms. Okay. In as much as like, why was I able to watch all this? Like basically my vacation half hour before bed every night, mm-hmm. I just watched like this one channel had like hundreds of videos of them. Hundreds? Yeah. From like the various things they've done because they record everything and they'll like the videos out. If we hit this many views on the video, mm-hmm. we'll do something. We'll re-record the song Wearing... with our part switched. Oh, okay. You, you, you saw the one where they wore stupid outfits. They but... wore, and mustaches and stuff. They did one where they switched their parts. Right. So, like, the one girl who's not a rapper was rapping. <laughs> the rapper was doing, you know, the lead vocal parts. And she's got that squeaky, you know, nasal voice. She can't really sing like that, but she right. gave it her all anyway. Um, and then the label subtitles it all. Perfume just started subtitling stuff so for international fans. There's more access as a fan. Yeah, and there's there's a the proximity, I guess, is closer. There's right. more of a distance in like like the whole story with because you know I love stories, Kate. Oh, you love your stories. <laughs> the whole story with Exit is that they they were trying to make their way. They put out the song called Up and Down. Didn't really do anything. Wasn't looking good for them. They'd already been out for like three or four years at this point. Right. Which is a lifetime for a K-pop group. For a K-pop girl group. When there's like another crew of 14-year-olds coming up behind you and they were like in their early to mid-20s by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then somebody, well, don't even know who he was. He's probably been memorialized as a hero by this point, <laughs> you little pervert. But he took what was called, what they call over there, a fan cam, which is where you just, you know, you're at a concert or something and you just film one of the members, like right. your favorite member. They just filmed the hot girl, Honey. And threw this up, her dancing to this, performing this song, threw it up on YouTube. And that video got like 50 million views. Became like the biggest, most viewed fan cam in the history of K-pop. Oh my gosh. Um, This then makes the song popular again. Right. Which never happens. Normally you hit and then the song fades out and never to be seen again. So for a song to do that Mm -hmm. and then come back and like win on these popularity contest music shows right it's unheard of um just doesn't happen so you know I, I love so i love when an underdog wins so i think that's also part of why they just don't behave like normal girl groups like, right there's one there's one clip where it's like so what made you come to uh you know our talk show today <laughs> and then basically goes because our manager put it on our schedule like, <laughs> no cooth at all um but added to this is, so they were a five piece. Yeah. And then the lead vocalist, who was like the mom of the group, mm-hmm. Solji, contracted or was diagnosed with hyperthyroidism. Oh, geez. And had to like, not, she, up to 2016, I think, she was able to record for mm-hmm. those sessions. But she couldn't promote. Oh, my She gosh. couldn't do anything. So they technically still consider her part of the group, but she hasn't really been in it for 
a year and a half, maybe. So for me, most of the stuff I was seeing was them as a four piece. Right. The new Jack Swing song, they're a four piece. The Breezy Night song before that was a four piece. Any of the videos and promo stuff that came out from from like 2016 onward, four piece. Four piece. And now they're talking like, you know, her levels are better. Like she's gearing up. She's probably coming back to the group in August. Here's the thing, Kate. Yeah. They're going to crucify me for this if they ever find it. I don't care if Soldier comes back. <gasps> you bastard. I really feel like musically, because Ellie, the rapper, actually co-writes a lot of the songs, I feel like they're a little looser without her. Like, Well, maybe you just don't know. Jordan. I don't know what she would have done with on Lady. I don't know what she would have done. She's a much more traditional, like her story was that she was like their vocal coach. Like she had tried to debut as a idol mm-hmm. in a duo, didn't work. She was vocal coaching one of the girls and they asked her to, she was vocal coaching Hani, I think. And Hani asked her to join the group and she did. So she's like the mom because she's like 27 <laughs> to their like, you know, 24. <laughs> um but she's also kind of like dorky in a mom type way. I can't see her in like a starter jacket, you know, doing the running man in lady. I can't what? see that. Yeah. No, you just don't see it. You just, you're just not, you don't have the vision, Jordan. <laughs> you're lacking vision. I mean, listen, she's going to have to perform it at some point if she, yeah. when she comes back. So I will be curious to see because they're saying they have a, they're debuting in Japan next month. Okay. Because um, this happens a lot. There's a lot of much more crossover. I was going to say there's Korea there. to Japan than there is Japan to Korea. Oh, okay. Um, so they've re-recorded a bunch of the songs in Japanese and we'll release them over there. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go. And they say she's going to be part of it for that. But I don't know. Either way, with Solji, without Solji. Do you think that these lovely ladies may take the place of the queen, the it's current ju- queen? It's just different. Like the queens had a couple performances this weekend. They did for some of the you know random summer shows, and you know I was watching them, and it's uh, the Mugen Mirai. It's the last ballad that they did for the the final Chihayafuru movie. Right. Um, and I'm watching them, and it's like a it's like a slow, it's like a ballad type thing, and it's like I'm enjoying it, but it's like. It's like when you've been in a relationship that you don't know if it's working anymore. And then that new, new hotness, <laughs> you, you, you meet at work or like, you know, your, your theater group or something. Yeah. And just, you're so drawn to them. Yeah. And then you, but then you watch, you know, then I watched the perfume performance and I'm like, we've been through so much together though. We've got so much history. Yeah. You dragged your ass to New York. That's really the litmus test. I would not have gone. Exit was actually in New York this year um, for KCON. Oh, okay which is a big, huge thing they have of K-pop groups in New York. They like play the fucking garden. That's pretty um, cool. And they also do like fan events and stuff like that. Also, yeah. am I going to be the old dude with the 15-year-olds at, at the exit show? Yeah, you will. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> if it means if it means I can shake Helen's hand, yes, yes, I would. Oh, bless a potato. But no, I don't think I would not go to New York to see exit. And also, they're not touching perfume performance-wise. Like, right. You just like the how like easygoing they are and accessible they are and human they are. I, yeah, and I wish it makes me wish I could see more. We see some of that occasionally with perfume, but they're right. so much more tightly controlled because part of that in Japan is like Japanese idol culture is just like you know be likable, right? Which means don't 
don't move the needle too much. Keep the needle, you know, keep it a real 60 degrees. You can't like, really have personality. If yeah. you don't have personality, then people can't like your personality. Not too hot or dislike it. Not too yeah. hot, not too cold. Like Nochi's had some, by the way, I want Nochi and Helen to be like best, best friends. friends. Oh God, yes. Yeah. I ship it so hard. Um, I sent you that clip of them walking out onto, <laughs> onto the, oh, one yeah. of the shows. <laughs> Here comes Achan. She smiles and waves. Here comes Yuka. She yeah. smiles and waves. And Nochi doesn't even look at the camera. She just does this like... <laughs> move with her move with her hands i'm like why do you like this um because she's the best because she's the best um but they're far better performers than exit are um right. i've seen it i watched the whole exit concert yesterday because their label put it up uh, on youtube you may have issues but um, also because their label put it up because <laughs> it was there first of all perfume would never do that amuse would fucking lock that shit down yeah charge you $80 for a Blu-ray for it. Um, but it was also like four stationary cams. And, and and no light show. And no light show and no tech and definitely... And not a single fucking laser. No holograms or lasers. And definitely, you know, moments where like... Perfume puts out an album. Mikiko makes choreography for every song. Right. Whether it's a single or not. Like there were definitely like four songs on this where it was like, stand on a mic stand and sing. Woo! Not as exciting. Not as exciting. Um, yeah, it's just just different. It's that, it's that hot Nunu. But they're just so wonderful. It's just, it's. I don't like it. I get it. I get it. I get it now, K-pop fans. You not, know what? Not only that, Caitlin, my song of the summer is a K-pop song. Oh, yes. Yes, you showed me this. I did. And I'm actually impressed. Lo Siento by Super Junior. Now, I'm not so much into k-pop boy bands mm. um, neither am i yeah but i'm talking about me now <laughs> had your turn um but this is a good song i like i just i just don't usually like k-pop or boy band music um i like female k-pop a lot i listen to a lot of it um but uh, something with the boy bands they all seem really slimy <laughs> And they still seem slimy here, but it like fit. They're a little uh, older, so I don't find it as slimy. Like they actually uh, look like they can grow hair on their chest. Like no, they seem still slimy. One one guy. One if guy I can toss like them good. across the room, then I can't. Like I just don't buy it. Um, yeah, and they all just seem very slimy and like car salesman. E. Um, but it was a good song actually. And you said that they they did this song with. Did you say what her name was? Her name is Leslie Grace. She's a. Brooklyn or she's from like Jersey or something, but she has had some um songs chart on like the Latin billboard charts and things like that. Cool. A Spanish singer. Yeah, so this is a Latin themed K pop song sung in three languages. That's got some chord accents that I really love and just makes me happy and yeah. I'm not gonna apologize for that. You don't apologize for that. Also there's a fat guy in the group and I love him. <laughs> yeah, actually I he actually did seem a little charming and silly. This is a fat guy in the group. Which there never is. Never is. I say fat. He's probably like 200 pounds, but like... He's just a little chubby. Still, he's a little, little chubby. Yeah. I just like that they still keep him in the group, even if they put him in the back. Well, okay, so... The reason why he's sitting in a car and like... You've shown me a lot today. I did. We've, we've seen a lot of videos. Um, I've seen the great music video slash song, the Summer Song of Jordans. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Florence Machine's new album. Um, but 
besides all that, I haven't we haven't watched it yet, but um, I'm going to make Jordan right now watch the Doctor Who season eleven trailer. All right, um, and then we'll be right back. We're going to do Radio Magic. Radio Magic. Okay, first of all, I'm excited, like everybody else, but don't fucking call shit that are teasers trailers. It's not a trailer. It is a teaser. It is three seconds. Yeah. Someone's angry. <laughs> I just, I did, when everyone's like, oh, look, the new trailer's out. I'm like expecting to see like, you know, the characters and some clips of some sets and stuff. No, 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 no. It was like 50 seconds and it was like the universe is calling crackle, crackle, magic, lightning. She showed up and smiled. She does have a very nice smile. I'm very excited. Even just that one, that one shot of her. I just immediately am like looking down the line. It's like, oh, they're going to be fucking awful. Who's going to be awful? You know who. Oh, I don't want to talk about them. <laughs> they're going to be fucking awful. We don't talk about them right now. It's the uh. summer. <laughs> Keep them out. Your, st- your stupid goes on break for the summer. They get the rest of the year to be stupid. It starts at Labor Day and it just <laughs> keeps on going. That's the stupid season. Uh, Labor Day is when Comic-Con or Labor Day weekend is when Comic-Con starts in Toronto. And that's just when it all falls apart, guys. But anyways, I'm excited for Doctor Who. I will be watching it. I have some catching up to do. I will let you know how that goes. Have you even seen any of Capaldi's stuff? Or? I've seen like uh, some of the episodes. Some of the beginning episodes. Mm-hmm. But that's it. I was meant to watch more, but it just, there's so many things. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. Yes. And any any news, anything you want to uh, The only thing I saw, about? the only things I saw, well, one we're not talking about because they can be stupid somewhere else. <laughs> uh, anime Expo happened during our hiatus, which is like the yeah. Comic-Con of anime. Nothing really worth mentioning there because it's usually just like, hey, we license this manga or this show is going to come out. And at this point, 90% of everything comes out. So how is that worth anything? Yeah. Um, it's, not the, it's not the good old days where like only the 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 true lovers of anime got to see see stuff. I think the only thing they really announced was that a live action, they're doing a live action Gundam. Oh. Like Hollywood is. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Ugh, they just gotta get their gross, sticky hands on everything. And the only the surprising item, or an interesting item, I guess, is that the, uh, well, two items out of the Studio Trigger panel, one that Kill the Kill is getting a video game. Oh, really? And also Trigger, the studio that made Kill the Kill and a bunch of other stuff, uh, starting a Kickstarter. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Times is hard in the anime world. Uh, from what I read, it doesn't even make it sound like it's that. It's like, we're going to go out of business. It's like, there have been times where we wanted to like make some merch or do this and we weren't able to. Or like have food. Uh, We'd really like to eat food one day. Food might be, definitely be part of that as well. I think definitely it looks like it's, um, a lot of it is going to be based around live drawing and streaming. So basically like the animators will, you know, whatever you pay gets you access to various levels of like. Anim- animator Joe will come out and start. <laughs> <laughs> is that his his first name, Joe, or is Joe his last it's name? It's his first name. Okay. Um, Joe Animator will come out and just start doing some live drawing type of thing. Like we saw at, uh, like I'm sure happens other places, but we saw it at TCAF the one year where it's like, yeah. dude just sat down and 
Drew live and you could sit and watch his process. And then at the end of it, depending on how much you're paying, you either get a uh, like high quality scan of the mm-hmm. drawing or you get the actual uh, InDesign or whatever Illustrator files with the layers. I don't know what the appeal to that is, but I'm not an illustrator, but... I'm sure someone that sounds somewhere. like the sort of thing you'd be interested in. Uh, you can find out more details about that. And yeah, I just kind of, you know, I just don't want to be mad in summer, so I haven't really <laughs> been paying attention to much. Oh yeah, it's like real. Like there's there's always there's levels of news, right? There's like Mary Sue, Io Nine, like nerd news, and then there's like real world news. And some and both of them at times have been trash lately. <laughs> like, like I wasn't gonna bring it up, but basically it's like but the the way I saw it framed was um so Crunchyroll had their first uh which seems odd that it's their first, but had their first LGBT uh panel yeah. at Anime Expo. Yeah. Congrats, great, great glad everybody had a good time. Uh I saw that tweet and got I have a very small phone. Mm-hmm. So I have an iPhone SE, so it means like even it's like a baby phone. scrolling one screen yeah. worth of responses. So maybe only like five or six replies to this tweet. That was still enough for me to go, nope. No. I'm going to go by. Um, Why are you going to be exclusionary? Why are you excluding people by having this panel? None says you couldn't have gone, my dude. Nope. Doesn't just because it's not for you doesn't mean it's exclusionary. The My Hero Academia panel isn't for me. Does that mean they shouldn't have it? People would riot if they didn't. Right? You fucking normies. (laughs) It's but, podcast isn't for you either. <laughs> but the way I saw it framed was like, it was a tweet that said, you know, an open air space where you could air hump a virtual girl, A-OK, Anime Expo, LGBT panel. What? 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 This, is, what? This, this, is what they were, this is what they were talking about. No. This is just titled Anime Expo 2018. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's just some, just some weeb lying on the floor of a, you know, <laughs> convention hall on a mat, literally thrusting into the air against an inflatable, you know, anthropomorphic figure uh, with VR glasses on. Yeah. And then it pans out to some horrified girl. Yeah. Who has the best facial expression? And they wonder, wow. <laughs> they wonder why people treat them as such. Wow. Man. Anyway, do we have any other news? Um, I just want to talk about the million things I'm sure we watched while we were on hiatus. Well, no, I, just one bit of something or other. Mm. First of all, speaking of trailers, um, I get very frustrated when stupid shit gets trailers like two years before it comes out. Mm-hmm. And I have not seen a thing from Captain Marvel. Knew that was coming. I'm, I am really nothing. Nothing. It's less than a year away. I haven't seen a thing. They just wrapped up filming. You could have given us something. Anyways. Um, but uh, apparently I am very worried now. I've, there have been, been bits and pieces that I've been starting to be like, uh, ooh, ooh. About Captain Marvel? About or? Captain Marvel. Mm. Um, but lately it has more to do with the production mm. of it um so they're de-aging samuel l jackson yes and this is the thing that they did with like princess leia and rogue one and um a couple of other moff tarkin and uh they've done it a couple other times it does not look good it doesn't look real it's uncanny valley it's not good stop doing it um and i'm really worried the whole movie is going to be me just being like 
looks stupid. He looks stupid and unbelievable. Well, he's not going to be in every scene. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it doesn't look. It's like, okay, not the best example, but The Mummy Returns. <laughs> when you see the Scorpion King, mm-hmm. he looks like a claymation scorpion man that they've put it dropped into this live action movie. Well, Dwayne didn't have the most definition back then. It, it, it had. Uh, it's not. I'm just saying it might just have been Dwayne. It was not. Du- it was not the rock. It was not the rock's fault that he looked fuzzy and weird and and put in by a computer, cut and paste into the movie. Um, but yeah, so that's it. That's all. No more news. No more. No more news. Plus, any news we bring up, really, it will be been old news yeah, it's by now. So old. Uh, speaking of old news, Kate. Yeah. I saw a movie. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. In the theater. This is getting weirder. I don't like this. <laughs> I went out, sat in a theater with, with someone. With someone? With a person. You sat in a theater. Yeah. With a, did you eat popcorn? No. Okay, good. We ate a lot of dinner. Okay. All right. Bless her heart. That woman loves to eat. All right. So what's this movie you saw? Ocean's 8. What? I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> Of the movies you could have seen, I am surprised. Well, I don't want to alarm anyone, but you may be surprised to hear that the uh, cinematic offerings in Windsor, Ontario, yeah. not exactly the deepest current. So they shouldn't be having like any film festivals maybe in Windsor. <laughs> I, think or... actually, I think they actually do have one, but it's like, yeah. Uh, that week, I think it was like, if you weren't watching like The Incredibles. Which is what I saw. It was like... Not a lot of other options for an adult who didn't want to see, like, Hereditary on a nice summer night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we saw Ocean's 8. And how was it? It was a movie. I heard that it wasn't great. It's not great. No. Um, I mean, I am a lover of heist movies, but... This I was barely it. even a heist. Like, Oh, man. The only time it, like, picked up is, like, James Corden, of all people, shows up two-thirds through as, like, an insurance investigator. Yeah. So when there's, like, something resembling a chase, yeah. when they're, like, threatened somehow, then it becomes a little, like, it amps up a little bit. Okay. But there's, like, everything they do works. Everything's fine. There's See, no... There's no, like, twist? There's no, yeah, not really. Like... See, I... I like movies where they win, but things don't turn out, or they have to think fast on their feet, or yeah. they have to MacGyver something... Um, and I heard that it was a great cast, but the movie itself was not great. I could write a thesis on Kate Blanchett's outfits in this movie. Are they fabulous? They are fabulous. Oh, Kate Blanchett. Also, if she was going to be, if she was going to be the Brad Pitt, yeah. I would have liked to see her eating more. <laughs> Cause he always eats She's in every just scene. eating in every scene yeah. in Ocean's Eleven. So I would have liked more of that. I mean, they try like, oh, it's Danny, it's George Clooney's sister. Yeah. And he's dead. What? Yeah. When did that happen? I don't know. It really kind of takes you out of it immediately. It's like... Oh. They, she does, like, Sandra Bullock, like, walks up to the, like, you know, mausoleum spot or whatever and yeah. like, makes a crack about, like, you better be in there. Um, I don't... I think Maybe it's the last movie he faked his own death. Did he? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't see. I feel like that's I, I never saw. Ever. I never saw 13, so I don't know. Yeah, I only saw 12. I don't even know if I saw 12 all the way through, but... 
12 was the one that was like, man, we are just having fun in Italy and have nothing, nothing to do. We have no plot right now. now. That was a terrible plot. Um, 13 I heard was a little more back to form, but I never ended up seeing it. Um, I mean, listen, it's a, it's a show. It's a Saturday on showcase movie. Like, uh oh. If it's, if it's a Saturday afternoon and you got nothing to do before you go out for dinner, is it a peach tree? It's a peach tree movie. It's a peach oh, it's tree a big movie. time peach tree movie. Yeah. Um, we'll say though. I heard people say it. I'm inclined to agree. Uh huh. All right, Hathaway. All right. We'll let you back in. What are we letting her back into? Well, you know, everybody was kind of like off Hathaway ever since her Oscar because it all seemed like so coldly calculated, like. Oh. I am doing this role to get an Oscar and I will do ev- I will play the game so meticulously to get this Oscar and then go up straight Taylor Swift it when I get the Oscar and go on stage and be like, it happened. Like, like you didn't think it was going to happen. Well, what did she win for? Lee Miz. Oh, okay. I think. And she's playing a version of that in this. Right. And then there's a moment where she has like figured out. Well, she figures out, or I guess that's her twist, is that mm-hmm. she figures out. She's the mark, but she figures out what's going on and wants in. And when she like shows up on their hideout and be like, well, you fuckers are in it now. She <laughs> <laughs> walks in. It's like, all right. I guess, that, I guess that's your, you know, they were the cops all along moment right. in, in this movie. Um, it's fine. I mean, nobody's, it's not a, it doesn't make me want to go out and see more movies. I'll tell you that much, but. Yeah. No, I get that. Speaking of, how was The Incredibles? Um, you know what? It was okay. It wasn't as amazing as everybody I think wanted it to be, or everyone was telling me it was. Um, it was just, it was good. It was good. It was fun. It was good? Yeah. I heard a lot of people going like, this is a kid's movie? Um, no, I, I thought it I, I was thinking like, oh yeah, no, this is a kid's movie. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, there was an, like a whole amazing scene with the baby and a raccoon fighting and it was the best one of the best scenes in a movie i've ever seen um it was great um but yeah do you have any i mean obviously we've been we haven't seen each other for like two weeks so i have a million things that i watched because i was on vacation too do you have anything else yeah i've been watching a lot of murder shirt in season five they do a crossover with magnum pi um (laughs) (laughs) yep two worlds ever have to collide she's always in dangerous situations take, 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 take it easy you're like kicking stuff don't talk about jessica fletcher that way um and hold then, on wait did they smash no but that was his old jam no he that, respects that, her for the brilliant writer P- she is magnum pi was pounding more pussy than captain kirk wow inappropriate <laughs> way to talk about murder she wrote um <laughs> All right, and then I am all caught up on Steven Universe and all the stuff. There's been lots of stuff. You're you're so behind. I know I'm behind. I just see whenever the nerds get excited. You need to catch up. They got married. Yes. It was amazing. The nerds are real excited. I, I'm excited. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm a nerd. Um, what did I watch? I watched Nanette. Everybody can't talk about Nanette enough, so... Nanette. It's the Hannah Gadsby. Oh, I started watching that and I didn't like it. Um, mm. Oh. I think we're both on the... Uh, I think we're both on the odd ones out here, Kate. Yeah, I and I watched some other stuff of hers and I, I want to like... Like, I like her as a person, but I don't... There's something about her that I just don't like. <laughs> Damn. What? Um... I like what it was trying to do with the whole... So basically, Hannah Gadsby, is, that, that is her name, right? Yes. Um, 
if you know her from anything, she's a fairly well-known comedian in Australia. If you know her from anything, she plays a character of the same name in Please Like Me, um, which is a show yeah. Kate and I both greatly enjoyed. Um, basically, this is a stand-up special slash one-woman show. Um, and bear in mind, my take is just loaded with male privilege. Um <laughs> I greatly enjoy, and you get a bit of this in, like, the trailer or whatever, where it's, like, her reasoning that, like, stand-up is not good for her right. anymore. In the interest of hashtag self-care, she's probably got to quit stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she breaks that down throughout the hour, as far as what stand-up does and what it's expected, like, you know, she basically, hers was built on self-deprecation. So she basically gets up for an hour a night and puts herself down. Right. That doesn't make her feel good anymore. Or how doing stand-up can, like, relies on attention that requires you to freeze in one spot. Right. Like, so the she, the version of her coming out story that was the funny version is, like, from when she was, you know, like, in her 20s. Mm-hmm. She's in her 30s to 40s now, and she tells another extended part of that, you know, where she talked to her mom later on. Her mom said this, like, you know, beautiful thing to her that just, like, destroyed her about, like, you know, I wish I could have been better for you because I knew the world wasn't going to be like right that sort of thing. Um, that stuff I all really liked, but at the end of the day, I found myself playing on my phone for the same reason. I usually turn off episodes of the read, you know, 90 minutes into the three hours that they run, which is once you are that angry mm-hmm. and that, you know, confrontational, I understand why you are. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hang with it. You just don't want to be around. And that's my, I understand that's my privilege, but like, I, I, I know. I didn't get that far. I just, there's something about the, I, I don't know what it is. I want to be like, I want to hang out with her. I think she's really cool, but I just don't, I didn't, I didn't, I turned it off. I went to something else. There's a lot about like, you know, Bill Cosby was formerly her favorite comedian. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like that. She has an art history degree. So she spends a lot of time talking about, uh, Picasso and yeah, and Picasso's uh, history of you know getting involved with underage girls and yeah things like that and what he said about that time of his life and that relationship and and we talk about that a lot actually like how a person who you loved who makes things that you loved and you t- find out they're a trash fire how does that affect your love of the thing that you loved. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what it was. Maybe it's just like, well, I feel like I've been talking and reckoning with this for years at this point. Mm-hmm. So when you decide you want to devote 20 minutes of your hour to that, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I get it. Yes, I know. This isn't for you, Jordan. And ultimately it's probably not, you know, I liked about 60% of what she was doing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was a very interesting and a, a take on comedy and the act thereof and the idea of whether suffering is necessary for creativity right. um, that I hadn't seen before. But yes, I know women are attacked on all sides. Mm, we're sometimes attacked. Sometimes we're not. I know. I know. That's just my opinion. <laughs> People don't like that opinion. No, they don't. I should just probably keep that opinion to myself. Caitlin, you're attacked all the time. Oh, okay. You're attacked right now when you're home. I don't want to be. You're attacked right now because I'm here. Oh, God. Really, I want to talk about her uh, love of old people 
and she really does love old people. Yeah, and I love old people, and I feel like we could be like have a friendship. <laughs> like that was a based really on that, and that was a really good part at the start too, where she saw she was talking about how she's like she's not really good with the lesbianing. Like, <laughs> it's like not really her. <laughs> like when she's talking about the pride, the pride parade. Yeah, <laughs> it's like mm. Mm, yeah, <laughs> excitable aren't they? <laughs> Where's the quiet area that she wants to go to? They should just have have be like tea at the side for people who are a little bit older who maybe don't want to take their tops off. Um, interesting watch. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely worth watching. Did not find it as like revelatory as most of what people are freaking out about. Yeah, most of the social meds posts I saw about <laughs> it made it out to be to me. Um, what else did I see? FLCO Progressive. Fulikuli. Finished up. Fulikuli. Uh, Fulikuli. Weird, as expected. Right. Um, I feel like that's a success on their part. Maybe tied a little too tight to the original. Um, that has a million questions that will not get answered. Ever. Which is what Kate loves the most. Um, <laughs> Did they all get turned into angels at the end? Nope. Or jewels or light? Nope. They all got... Uh, the robot shows up again. Conti the robot shows okay, up. Okay. Um, girl with the headphones ends up becoming another robot. Haruko is basically the villain in this. Okay. Um, which she was kind of in the first one. Mm-hmm. But not overtly. It leaves me very interested um, to see what her role is going to be in the third season, which airs in September. Um, cool. Because... The whole point of this one is like Haruko's been trying to do something for a long time, mm-hmm. which is like it's the the pirate king in the first one. They call him Atomsk, and it's basically trying to like control this space being of some sort, hmm. and she never gets what she wants, and that's really hammered home in this series. So I don't know what her goal or motivations will be in the third one uh what else did i see glow glow came back oh yeah i didn't realize it was going to have a second season yeah um that came back i was talking with pops and stupid mad about that at dinner which sidebar uh regarding dinner yeah went to konjiki ramen mm-hmm. way the hell up in north york in yeah. toronto michelin rated chef um oh yeah how was that oh my god caitlin do I have to make a trip? Like we may have to, to go. Oh, to North York? Yeah. Because I had the um, the smoky black. I usually go with the black ramen because okay. it's like, you know, garlicky. It's like a really strong garlic. Yeah. And this was the smoky black. Right. Not just a clever name. It did have like a smoke taste to it. Oh, okay. Which I was not fully prepared for or expecting. Um, so maybe I would want something lighter if I went back again. Mm-hmm. Um, their egg. Sometimes you get that hard-boiled egg yeah. in, in the ramen. They claim it has a custard yolk. They are not lying. I don't know what they do to this thing. I've never huh. been so amped for an egg <laughs> in my life. I shoved the whole thing in my fucking mouth and it just like, oh, just exploded in my mouth. They like soak it in like some red wine soy sauce thing. Oh my God. They come out looking like brown. Just amazing. 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 Um, I'm just thinking that egg. What was I talking about? Glow. Um, didn't think this season did a whole lot compared to the first one. Okay. Um, like if you're, if you're ticking off plot boxes, it didn't seem like a lot got done, but it was, a it was all right. All right. I don't know that it was, a, I was taken again. I guess that's also, you know what you're getting into, right? Like the first season, it's like, oh my God, this was great. Cause yeah. you didn't know what you were getting. Yeah. You go into the second season. Like I expect this. 
You did that. Huh. Cool. Um, side note about wrestling. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that The Rock was from like this crazy pedigree. Yeah. Like his dad is a Canadian guy named Rocky Johnson. Yes. His grandfather was the high chief Peter Maivia. Oh my gosh. I know. Right? <laughs> like. Third generation wrestler, they call them. Yeah. I was just, uh, it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyways, back to you. You the Rock wrestled in like my hometown-ish area. Really? There used to be a Windsor promotion that had like ties. Oh. Somehow had ties to the WWE. Well, and before The Rock was anything, he like wrestled at the like LaSalle Arena. And before that, he was kicked off of the Rough Riders CFL team. Yeah, that's why his uh, production company is called like $8 or something. $8 Productions. Because it's back, it references that time when he got kicked off the Rough Riders. And oh. He was like in a hotel and he was super depressed in Saskatchewan or whatever. What's the other Rough Riders? Not the Ottawa ones. Uh, no, they don't have those ones anymore. No, oh. it's just the ones. What? What? Where are they actually from? I don't know. No, oh. I'm not into the CFL. It's all <laughs> NFL for me. All uh, I know is Rough Riders is a team somewhere. It is a team, but it's Western. Canada. It's Western. That sounds right. If there's not an Ottawa team anymore no. called that, then it's it's a Western team. Yeah, because he was definitely out. Um, he's out in like the fucking prairies or something. I know that's the team he was playing for. Yeah, and he got kicked off, and he only had like eight dollars. He's like, "What will happen to my life?" Mm-hmm. And they offered him a spot back, and he went, "No, I'm gonna become a wrestler." And yep. his dad was like, "You're a moron. What are you doing?" And he's like, "You're gonna teach me how to wrestle." And his dad was like, "Fine." <laughs> and then he's like, "Then it was the greatest part of like time of my life." Now he's gonna be president. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you never know. So yeah, uh, Glow was dope. Definitely had a very intense scene between our two leads um, that really summed up all their issues that have been brewing for like the past, you know, nine episodes or it to be more than that, like 12 episodes. Um, between Alison Brie and Betty Gilpin, they were both acting their asses off and sometimes you have those moments where you just can like, wow, you are working at a higher level right now. <laughs> Uh, we will talk more about that in the second half on somebody who works at a higher level. Fantastic. Um, I think that's all I had of things that I have watched. Oh, no. I did t- I did come across one thing that I sent Kate because I was really excited about it, but it was not the thing that I thought it was. Oh. Um, and that was when I was explaining to my mother how Amazon Prime Video worked. Yeah. It was a multi-tiered conversation. <laughs> As it would be. Um, and I happened to open up the app on my iPad and it said something, blah, 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 Tokyo Girl. Yeah. And I went, what? Do they have the fucking live action adaptation of Tokyo Tarara Girls? No, they don't. Something completely different. <laughs> not the Tokyo Girl I wanted, but it turns out not a bad Tokyo Girl. Oh, um, okay. I don't remember her name, but it's basically the story of a country rube sort of who has, uh, you know, an idea of what she would like a life in Tokyo to be like. Right. Um, and it charts her from like 19 to 40, I think, over the course of the like eight episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gorgeously shot. And like she ends up getting a place in what I assume would be like the Parkdale of Tokyo. Of Tokyo. Which still means it's fucking gorgeous. But I mean, you know, spends a lot of time street level in these like, you know, narrow alleyway streets and stuff like that. And the little, you know, Izakaya drinking huts and those type of places. And yeah, you really get a sense of her neighborhood and things of that sort. Um, so I only got one episode and a bit into it, but, uh, I'm gonna hang with it. I okay. liked it. Right. So that's on Amazon, Tokyo Girl. Cool. Um, I think, few. that's everything I watched. Did you have anything else? Um, I don't know if, I well, I just can't remember if before we went 
on hiatus, I was talking about Forensic Files. Oh, yes. You talked about Forensic Files. I'm still watching Forensic Files. <laughs> There's like 35 seasons of Forensic Files. Yes, there are. And there just keeps on being more. Just when I think I've like, I'm like, oh, maybe I've, I've watched them all now. And then I'm like, oh, no, this is just a chunk I watched from season seven. Look how much more season seven there is. Like all the Forensic Files. You are Homer Simpson at the donut table in hell, <laughs> just shoving Forensic Files episodes mm-hmm. into your face. In, into my face. Um, I find them really fascinating, and I wish that CSI would pop up onto my Netflix next. Do you hear that, Netflix? Since you're listening listening to us all the time. We know you listen, Netflix. CSI. Thank you. In advance. Well. Well. Oh, I did try to watch um, Ghostbusters. Tried to? Yeah. Why did you fail? I was really bored. Oh. <laughs> Just it was not a good movie. And I was really disappointed because mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be. Weirdly, I adore Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Not myself. Other Kate McKinnon. SNL. Um, I love yourself too. Yeah. Uh, I'm all right. Um, I hated her in this movie. Yeah. She was obnoxious. <laughs> hated her. Anyways, that's all. Look what happens. They were right, Kate. Ugh. They were right. They weren't right. Just can't make <laughs> female Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, I'm an adult virgin. <laughs> um, they weren't right because they weren't saying it wasn't a good movie for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. I think the cast was great, um, but the writing was terrible. There's some spots that were okay. Was it garbage? It wasn't garbage, but it definitely... I'm not garbage. Oh, sorry. It wasn't garbage, <laughs> um, but it wasn't living up to original Ghostbusters by any means. Not that I ever thought it was going to, but yeah. Well, that's a sad note to take a pause on, but I suppose it's what we gotta. <sighs> but we'll be back. We'll be back. And when we come back, August Watcherama commences. I'm so excited. Talk about some Luke Cage season two. Um, I've only watched like three episodes and Jordan watched it a month ago. So it's going to be a lot of reminding him of what happened at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. And yeah. we'll commence the reminding when we come back from this break. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Satellite Office here in scenic Hamilton, Ontario. It's very pretty outside, isn't it? It is very, but it's a much better view, it's a much better view than, <laughs> than the view at the Polly Pocket. I don't know, but your view is really interesting. There's always a thing the going interesting on. Interesting is not a good, <laughs> not, a, not a complimentary adjective. Uh, there is always something going on, yes. Yeah. I came home the other day and saw there somebody had left like their bike half hanging off of uh, you know, their, the balcony on oh. their building. And a pigeon... <laughs> Had sat right on the overhanging tire. <laughs> it's a weird place for you to settle in, pigeon. Anyway, yeah, but it was like nice and squishy because of the rubber. <laughs> it was. I assume it was comfortable. Welcome back, friends. We hope you're comfortable. We hope you are. This is the portion of the show where Caitlin and I would talk about the things we brought each other. But it's August Watcherama. So that's not happening, you fools. You idiots. Wait, no. We, we're sorry. <laughs> don't we're just don't go. No, please. We're just, we're just, we have pent up energy from not seeing each other <laughs> for really? two weeks. Eh. Ah! Stop it. Stop it. You stop it. <laughs> but before we do that, we have rules. Of course. How can I forget the rules? How can we forget the rules? It's just, it's 
like chaos without rules. <laughs> it's evidenced by this episode. <laughs> so we have three rules. The first one being the rule of three, which is that whatever we give each other to watch, listen, read, we'll, we'll consume three parts of that, whether it's three episodes are you going to stop me? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and if it's three episodes, three chapters, um, three quarters of a movie, if the movie's that bad, um, then, uh, what was I going to say? Three quarters of a movie, if it's that bad, because we want to give the thing to be- become the thing it's supposed to become. Does that make sense? More or less. Why do you hate me when I show <laughs> Hit the you wrong nothing button. but love? More or less. Excellent. Second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. For the love of God, don't talk about the thing until you're in front of these microphones. These microphones. We saved some stuff. It was hard because we were like in a nations together and we didn't talk about Luke Cage, but like other things. We were <laughs> like, wow, ah, we can't keep it in anymore. Um, I retain you on like two weeks. <laughs> I have to tell you everything. But we want you guys to have the freshest of takes. So we're not going to talk about the stuff before we're on the microphones. Pillowy, soft takes. Like a steamed pork bun. Oh, good old steamed pork bun. Actually, I hate steamed pork buns, but like I know other people love them. I, I don't know what it is. Anyways. So I'm we, trying to get through this episode so I can get back into those <laughs> two that are sitting there. Anyways, we want you to have the freshest of takes so we don't talk about the thing before we are sitting here. Third rule. It's not really a rule. It's more of a pa- policy. There will be spoilers. We going to spoil some shit. Yeah. You don't want to get spoiled? Don't listen. That's a much more pleasant way than you usually phrase it i tell them get the fuck out yes yeah get the fuck out <laughs> go grab a pork bun be like why does caitlin not like pork buns have an existential crisis about caitlin not having pork buns then eat more pork buns because it makes you feel better do one of those that's how i do it yeah um anyways all right where were we we are kicking off august watch rama no surprises here we've been telling you for months months well weeks that we were going to talk about what was probably the return of one of our hey, is it our favorites is it our favorite? Um, I don't know because I love the first season of Jessica yeah, Jones. The first season of Jessica Jones is close. Yes. It's real close between them. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to go back and rewatch them. First season Daredevil, though, was also fantastic. True. A lot of good first seasons. But I think Luke Cage continues to be the thing I watch. That might be. The distinguishing factor here, but we'll get yeah. into that because we're talking about the return of Luke Cage. Third season, which I... Second season. It is second season. So I had this argument with senior correspondent the other day. It wasn't even an argument. I was just like, this is second season of Luke Cage, right? He's like, no, 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 it's third because so much happens yeah. in the first season. Yeah. And that's what I had thought, but I was like, oh, that's so weird. It was definitely, definitely. Y'all, you may want to make sure you get a recap before you go, go yeah. into this. They actually do one at the beginning and we skipped it. It just didn't even play for me, I don't think. Oh. <laughs> so I was very confused about some aspects and can't remember a lot of others that Caitlin will fill in for me. Yes, anyway, this is the second season of the, what was the third of the Marvel Netflix shows? Went Daredevil, then... Daredevil? Daredevil, then Jessica Jones, then Luke Cage, and then... Wasn't it meh. Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones? No, because Luke Cage made his first appearance in Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Right. Um, yes. Because it was his wife that was all the yes side action there uh mike coulter returns to start as luke cage alongside simone messick theo rossi and alfrey woodard they are joined by gabrielle dennis and mustafa shakur with jessica henwick finn jones and steven Ryder reprising their roles from other series rosario dawson 
mm, also returns as a guest <laughs> role. We love us some Rosario. This season of Luke Cage is his post-Defenders. Uh, he is trying to resettle into Harlem. I believe it starts with uh, there is a brand of heroin or something on the streets under his name. Yes. Called Luke Cage. Called Luke Cage. I got that Luke Cage. It's bulletproof. Yep. It gets you so high. And he, he does not like that. Cannot have that. So nope. he's really out in these streets trying to take back Harlem, trying to control his name. Um, as well, Alfred Woodard plays Mariah. Oh, what is her name? Mariah Dillard. Right. Mariah Dillard or Stokes, depending on yes. who you ask. Though, don't ask her because she'll say Mariah Dillard and then threaten to cut your balls off. Yep. Um, or murder you. We deal here mostly with uh, Mariah Dillard slash Stokes trying to reassert herself. I believe she kind of got kicked out of city council in, yeah, it's sort in of the like, first season. It's sort of like a reassertion slash wanting to go clean. Like wanting to make a lot of money so that they don't have to deal with drugs and guns and violence yes. anymore. That's a big part of it. Now, they, to get that money, they need to do like gun trafficking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the the whole idea for her, the, the sort of like drive is to make a ton of money kind of legally. So then it is legal money. Yes. And from there, they can do a ton of stuff. It was like, yeah, selling off some... Illicit businesses to get money to invest in something, yeah. the, some stock sale yeah. or buy a company, it was, purchase a majority stake in a company that was going to be bought out. Yes. And then hundreds of millions of dollars. You don't have to worry about money again. Yeah, I think it was blah, like blah, $300 blah. million or something. And then as well as that, there is the encroaching um, character known as Bushmaster. Bad name, great character. Yes. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, he he is, got beef with the Stokeses. He has beef with M- Mariah and calls her Stokes. Doesn't want her to be able to sort of like get rid of that name because mm. I think they both know that it that it's tainted, right? Um, has some beef, but he also has superpowers. Um, in this case, come coming from black magic, um, also known as voodoo, also known as a couple of other things. Um, and... That's where he gets his strength from, and he is a match from Luke Cage, and just does not like Luke Cage. Just no, does not. Does not like him. Um, and then they explain this. Is what I, I they explain this in third episode. Um, it, there's like a saying that they always used to talk about, or he, his, his character would talk to with others about when you're on top, you think you know best and can see the world around you most clearly, but from at the bottom, you always know that you can like murder the person at the top so it's like there's always some place to go anyways he doesn't like luke cage because luke cage is at the top right now and he wants harlem's heart and their minds yes bushmaster wants to rule harlem and he knows he needs the hearts and minds of the people yes to do that they need to be behind him and that will never happen while luke cage is so beloved by the populace and luke cage has the heart and maria uh, uh, mariah dillard has the mind yes um so yeah it's a very interesting like many enemies type of thing going on and then there's luke going through sort of like a crisis of faith yes um i loved the first episode okay the first episode was just such a welcome return Mm -hmm. i loved getting back into that world um them bullshitting around the barbershop and yeah 
that the the emergence of the uh what do they call it the hero the hero the what the app that like follows them oh around. yeah i can't remember what it's <clears throat> called now there's like a social media app that's basically just it serves to like yeah basically if you want to know where luke cage is if you have spotted luke cage if you you know it's basically like twitter and instagram just for luke cage like yeah. if you see him post it to this app so you can kind of always keep tabs on him and know where he's at yeah. works to his benefit and his detriment throughout throughout the series um if you start mm-hmm. your series with Shook Ones Part 2 by Mob Deep, yeah. I'm just here. Like, I okay. Yeah. You don't even have to lock the door because I'm not going anywhere. Like, right. I'm just here. They, they, no one's going to force you. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am here for whatever you want to do. So <laughs> when he busts up that, you know, drug warehouse yeah. and he's got, you know, Mob Deep on his headphones, I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes to all of this. And that's the scene from the trailer where the dude, they whip out the guns and he's like, bro, really? Yeah, seriously? Like, they they got to know we tried, man. Yeah. Um, and also the return of the, the patented head slap. Yes. <laughs> the Luke Cage head slap. So, you know, not the most graceful fighter in the world, but he just, no. kind of, he just kind of lumbers and smashes through. And I believe I did not like the second episode as much and then thought the third episode ticked up again so a little bit. So my favorite episode so far has been the third episode. Mm. Um, is that the one where yeah Claire, it is Claire bounces or oh yes but okay. that's not oh, the exciting you're thing. excited you're excited before it yes <laughs> okay. so I'm getting a little <laughs> percolating over well here. no I'll talk about the beginning so the thing with Luke Cage at least in this second season is it feels like a a, a like a movie that just like there's no episodes don't really have like a they're not episodic agreed and having seen the whole series, it's 13 episodes like most of these Marvel shows. And the one complaint yeah. I always have is that's too long. It's too long. This did not have the villain switch halfway through. It that didn't Marvel have the shows. second ending. Yeah. Marvel shows always seem to have. It definitely is still too long. Yeah. But I did not have my the usual complaints that I have from it. There were no like road trip bottle episodes right. like in this. It did all feel part of a piece. Um, I... Thought the first episode was okay. I was expecting it to be a little bit better because I know you had mentioned you'd really like the mm. first episode, and I guess now that you put it as sort of like a, a almost like a homecoming type of thing, like oh look, we're checking in with Luke Cage again. Then yeah, I could see some really enjoying it. It's like the views of Harlem and you know the streets and yeah. the colors and. I thought the third episode of the three I've watched has definitely been the best because I think. Luke Cage should really just be called Misty Knight because she is definitely the most interesting character in this series. Yeah, remind, remind me of everything that happened. So, happened there. Um, in the, so Misty's back. Um, she's lost her arm. She lost her arm in the um, the end of Defenders. The end of Defenders. Uh, protecting Claire and I keep wanting to call her Connie. Colleen. Colleen. Um, who is from Iron Fist, who is apparently the best part of Iron Fist, and no one knows why she's with... She um, is. Did she show up in Luke Cage yet, or...? Yes. Okay. Third episode, she shows up, <clears throat> so her... Right. That's why I like this episode better, because yes. Colleen, Colleen to Misty. Which is amazing. But anyways, but Misty is dealing with, like, the loss of her arm, and not knowing what to do in her identity as like she was a police officer. That is what she did. She was a damn good police officer. And having to now uh, not be that, but she goes back into the force and there is a lot of 
she's not she's changed and doesn't fit in she i mean she never really did but now it's even worse um there's sort of someone who was a rival in like a previous life mm-hmm. when they were basketball uh players sort of taking her place um may surprise you to learn everyone cops can kind of be assholes yeah and and people are like like everyone like da's villains uh, other cops are like making jokes about her arm like can i lend you a hand and uh, why did you come back to work i'd give my right arm for the pension deal you got yeah um so like just kind of awful um and then in third episode, she needs to sort of, she says she needs to sort of like figure things out. Things are not going well. Um, the new captain is not, he's just coming down on her really hard. And she hangs out with Colleen. And it's amazing. A, the workout scene and Colleen trying to like get her to like focus on her chi. And she's like, this is bullshit. And then them hanging out at the bar and getting into that amazing fight scene mm-hmm. and it, it's just it was one of the best fight scenes i've seen in any of the marvel tv shows because of the acting the the funniness the actual fighting fighting choreography itself the moment where misty gets clocked and is like knocked down and she looks up at colleen and colleen just takes a swig out of her beer like <laughs> it's just like hey i i can't be here all the time <laughs> and then misty just goes like full throttle mm-hmm. and that was really fantastic um and then at the end of that episode um she gets something from danny and colleen about like a schematic for an arm yes. and is like let us know when you're ready um that I thought was really interesting. Also in third episode, Luke Cage gets the shit kicked out of him. Yep. Or it's the sorry, very end of the second and then the repercussions go into the third episode. Yes. And he doesn't have um oh my god. I just want to call her Rosario Dawson. Claire. Claire anymore. She's bounced um because Luke is Luke had an anger issue moment. He's just angry all the time, and he's feeding that anger. And he feels, feels too put upon. Yes. Um, shouldering the responsibilities he's taken. Yeah. And he's he's now, there's like this conversation between using violence when you need to and using violence because you're angry and... Because you like it. Yes. Um, and so she's bound, so he doesn't have that. And then his uh, the other guy at the barbershop, his agent needs to yes. go to help his daughter and that was like a really touching scene so there's just these amazing scenes um uh i don't know why and i was talking about this with senior correspondent chris i don't like uh sexy romantic emotional scenes to begin with like i, I like cover my eyes like a six-year-old mm-hmm. um why does the relationship between shades and mariah bug me is it because misogyny is so ingrained that I can't think like a younger guy would like probably be in love with an older woman? Or is it because I'm always like shades kind of freaks me out and well, I'm shades, always shades bored. just kind of has that. It's just unfortunately the way he looks, he's just kind of got that rat like skeeve to him. Like, yeah, I don't know what it is, but they just, ugh. but that was really interesting. Again, the three episodes, that arc of just like, he really like, I think really loves her. He does like, will shoot someone in the face because <laughs> he loves her and she's sort of dismissing him and he is not happy about this and like how much have you seen because i don't want to say too much but only like- the, up to the third episode so what so her 
you know, she, her daughter's come back. She's using her daughter basically to, you know, capitalize on that being in touch with the people thing. Right. Yeah. She wants a, she wants to start some sort of like healthcare, affordable health clinic, affordable housing, like everything yeah. develop housing development. And, you know, it would look good to in- potential investors if you can put yourself out there as a family type person. So yeah. she goes and tries to reconnect with her estranged daughter. And, um, so she's in there. Um, and then like she's spending more time with her daughter and, uh, Comanche. Cause that, that's his name. <laughs> Chi. Chi, but they do literally call him Comanche. Um, Chi, he's kind of whispering in Shades' ear. Like now you're, second place right you're not her number one anymore her daughter sort of come back into her life and and mariah's like withholding information from him and you can tell actually fantastic acting by that that whole cast but when she like introduces her daughter you can tell like he had no clue Mm. that mariah had a daughter right and he's kind of like upset that she didn't tell him everything um so anyways that's where i am that's sort of what's going on in the third episode there are (laughs) <laughs> there are shades added to, um, no, there are extra elements added to some of those relationships, specifically, uh, Chi and shades right. that are like very surprising that it went there. Oh, and okay. That, um, sometimes dudes make decisions in prison that they, they were, would not make on the outside. They were like together in prison. Yes. Yeah. That I, I didn't wonder that, but I am like, I am glad they went there. As, as Mariah puts it, so like, what, you're just gay for the stay? Like, right. Which kind of was. And, but like, Shades is legitimately torn between the two of them a little yeah. bit. And, you know, Cheese ball busting is rooted in, like, no, nah, it wasn't just prison for me. Like, right. they're, and to see these gangsters actually, like, Be you have. know, acknowledge that and reckon with it. Yeah. In what's basically like a popcorn y, like, you know, Marvel show. Is. You ain't seeing yeah. this in the, you know, Tony and Tony and uh, Steve aren't having this conversation <laughs> in, you know, Infinity War. Though I can tell you the fangirls wish they were. They definitely <laughs> wish they did. Um, that's really amazing. And I really like that. Because I'm one, we, I was wondering about that relationship. Like, obviously, they were friends in prison. Um, so I had questions about, like, uh, like, did he murder someone else for him in prison? Like, that kind of tight relationship, right? Nope. Um, well, maybe. but Well, maybe. Um, but that's really awesome. And that's kind of what I liked the show was doing. They were asking, like, more about relationships and philosophy mm. and, and social issues. And, like, the first um, season of Jessica Jones was all about, like, trauma and... Um, and so I like when they add that into the episodes. Special commendation. Alfrey Woodard is working on a level that nobody else on this show. Which one is that? Mariah. Oh, yeah. They cannot even catch her. Um, I do really like all of them, though. I do think they feed into each other. I'm just going to say there's a scene in like episode eight, yeah. I think, where they're hiding out um, from Bushmaster because like Luke Cage just won't let him kill her. Yeah. Um, you know, like, <laughs> there are many times where he feels <laughs> like he probably should, um, where she has a conversation with her daughter. I can't remember the daughter's name. Um, oh, hold on. It's something with a T. She calls her T. T- uh... 
We can just call her T because she calls her T. <laughs> Has a conversation with the daughter, basically, like, and basically breaks down her entire relationship to her. And it's like this monologue she gives is so intense. And like, I was like legitimately holding my breath just in awe of this performance that she was giving. Um, she's, she American treasure that one. Um, but yeah, I didn't between the first and second seasons. I definitely feel this had a better second season than any of the others that have come before it. Right. I feel like it was a better second season than Jessica Jones. Mm -hmm. Definitely a better second season than daredevil. Um, and, and Kate and made Iron Fist not suck. What? There's a Danny and Luke episode <gasps> late in the season that made me go. If you did a Luke Cage Iron Fist show, I would definitely watch if that. They did a Heroes for Hire. It would be amazing. Made, yeah. The two of them together on this episode. It's like well, you could see them slowly building something in Defenders, but Danny is just such a douche. But like, like the just, way they. Ball bust that, like, because he's yeah. obviously like you know, it's similar to the Colleen and Misty thing, right? Yeah. Where it's like, it's like you know, center your chi, free your mind of conflict, and just like, the fuck out of here with that. Like, well, it was really interesting because when we saw Bushmaster show up, and Bushmaster's got like moves, like you said, <laughs> terrible name, but like good character. Uh, we were like, Luke Cage might have to learn how to fight. <laughs> like, he can't just go around throwing cars at people anymore. Um, so that'd be that'd be interesting. Um, and, like, let's talk about the Bushmaster Jamaican thing. What I always find really interesting is when they break down relationships of different groups of people that may have, like, similar roots but mm. very different parts of the world. So this whole, like, being a Jamaican in in New York, mm. um, having those Jamaican roots, and then having other people being like, oh, well, they're not, they're not a real black American – so they need to, like, get out. This right. isn't their turf. I just find that really fascinating. Always a little disappointing when it's, like, Jamaica, voodoo. Or, like, <laughs> right. Haiti, voodoo. Yeah. I'm just, like, ah. Oh, but I know that they're taking from the comics and they're trying to, like, reclaim stuff. So I, if, hopefully, because I haven't seen the rest of the show, I hope that they do go into more of the religion as opposed just to the, like, magical aspects. Mm. Oh, that's too bad. Not really. Um, they kind of yada yada some of his origin as well. Okay. Like it's like a mix of his power comes from a mix of two things. Right. And they focus a lot on like the, you know, it focus a lot more on like the holistic medicinal <laughs> aspect of it. Okay. And kind of yada yada the pseudoscience Spiritual? part of it. Okay. It's like a combination of pseudoscience and holistic medicine and they really focus on one and yada yada the other. Yes. Bushmaster is played by Mustafa Shakir. I thought he was fantastic in the role. Yeah. He carries the appropriate menace. But also charm when needed when he's oh yeah when he's with his I don't know if you saw him with his family people like oh, at the yeah. restaurant like and like I, just even that oh man sorry just shout out scene <laughs> when they're the four older Jamaican men playing dominoes mm, and they just have like no time for Luke Cage Raz Luke Cage the whole time we both agreed that it was like the two old guys from the Muppets <laughs> <laughs> like they just like laughing at their own jokes and just like totally razzing Luke. Um, we thought that was fantastic. That actually made us howl. Um, it was very funny. So, yeah. Anyways, but yes, seeing him with his, like, people and his family and everything. Also, another shout-out scene. When he has the two women and he gets out from the bed and then they cuddle, I'm like, yeah, that's the kind of, like, threesome I like to see. Everyone was having fun. 
Everyone is on board for this. And if the penis leaves, cool. Yeah. They're just going to cuddle because they don't need no man. Carry on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he was, I thought his performance was made for a much more compelling villain than what the hell was his name? Copperhead last year? No, no, it wasn't Copperhead. It was. They were both snakes. Was it? Mahershala Ali was Copperhead. Sorry. And then there was, oh, I can't remember. Python. All I can think of now is like. Diamondback. Diamondback. There we go. There we go. Yeah. A terrible haircut. That whole sidebar, because like Luke Cage's dad is here, yeah. and I, the, I totally forgot about the relationship there. You know, like going back to like a lot happened in the first season. Yeah. Um, I was like, why does he hate his dad? Who right? Who was that? Who was Diamondback? Why did he hate <laughs> Luke Cage so much? Like, um, I, I didn't. I don't like his dad, and even Claire like going to visit him and trying to show like an or the show trying to show another side of him. I'm like. No, he was like an awful guy and then was mean to his son after not seeing him and not like sending him letters or visiting him in prison at all. Like I was like, this guy's not yeah, a nice guy. They kind of keep beating that drum throughout the season, but yeah. but you're obviously going to stick with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I've been really, really enjoying it more than I thought I would. Um, and I'm just sad that I, I, I would have liked to already have seen it all of it because then i could just be like this thing and this thing and if there's any more colleen i'm happy and i really want to see misty just punch a person with her awesome arm (laughs) awesome bionic arm yeah well that's on your netflixes it's sitting there for your enjoyment and you definitely should check it out jordan how many stars how many kick punches how many popcorn baskets the fuck kind of show is this stars sorry kick punches eight eight uh i'll give it the same Solid outing. No sophomore slump here for Luke Cage. No, like good job, guys. Good, good job, Shio Hodari Coker. I believe now, was the show. If you there. could only hire me to write third season of Jessica Jones, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic. And I, I'm really sad that there were like no more defenders. And I'm like, Did they say that? I'm pretty sure that they're like for now, no more defenders. No. Maybe I'm wrong. If That's I'm wrong, you can let us know. Remember the Punisher had a show? <laughs> and then they were like, oh, gun violence. Never mind. <laughs> like, I forget that show's even there. Yeah. Also, Loki, at one point, uh, Danny is walking around with Luke wearing a green sweatshirt with uh, in military font. It says, Sweet Xmas. <laughs> well, I gotta rock that. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the, like, merch that the kid in the barbershop is selling. Yeah. Like, like the Luke Cage and the Run DMC logo type of thing. Uh, I'm like, I would wear all I would of totally these. wear that. I do like when the kid has their fight his fight between him and the jamaican and he's like man i thought you were cool <laughs> and he's like hey come on now i'm trying to make some money uh i will say i can only say it vaguely because kate hasn't seen the end of the season but um they pulled a devil devil of hell's kitchen which i which i appreciated okay they took like a storyline from daredevil that i really yeah. liked and kind of like put it on top to of? luke cage oh. Um, by the way, by, um, mm, by the end of the season, which I thought was a interesting move and sets up some, other stuff. some fun things, some fun f- <laughs> and some funny things as well. Like some of the ways it's like, you are really leaning into this. Like you really just, you really just straight mimic that scene from that movie. But good y- for you. You know what? I like, I appreciate the corniness. And I appreciate that they like call his character out for corniness 
And Claire is always like, oh, you're so corny. He drops a couple N-bombs. I thought that was all, I thought that was his. He dropped an N-bomb? I feel like I recall him dropping a couple N-bombs and I feel like that was not his move. Like flagrant, like explicitly stated in the first season, but I may be wrong. Mm. Well, it could be that anger thing he's working through. Maybe. If you're working through an anger thing and you'd like to let us know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Friends. Sometimes she just comes with it. I feel like <laughs> heart eyes emoji right you know, now. It, you know it like it kills it when you call it out every time. <laughs> I mean, not that I mind. but it's giving credit where due. God damn. Work that segue, girl. Yes. As you were saying. I'll work that segue right off a cliff. Um, as I was saying. <laughs> Speaking of corny um, and my terrible dad jokes, um, as I was saying, uh, yeah. if you have anger issues or you want to talk about segues, you can both the, you know, the type you ride mm-hmm. and the type you ride um, into the next section of the, the thing I'm trying to do. You can do that on any of our socials. First one being uh, Twitter. I kick down pod. Second being Instagram. I kick down pod. Yeah. Um, the third being our Gmail, which is geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yes. And our fourth being the old mall of social media, Facebook. www.facebook.com forward slash geekdownpod. Get at us any of those ways if you'd like to part with some of your money to support this endeavor. Patreon.com slash geekdownpod or Kofi, ko fi dot com slash geekdownpod get at us any of those ways friends thank you so much for joining us for the first installment of august watcharama check the socials for the full schedule we announced this in advance no secrets here no secrets and next week there will be a special guest we hope we hope yeah i'm sure it'll be fine i have to message him and ask him he doesn't know yet he doesn't know yet surprise i hope he's not behind on episodes we're recording in july it's plenty of time to ask them anyway thanks so much for joining us friends as you do every week it means the world to us my name is jordan ferguson my name is caitlin mckinnon the theme song is by rob gasser and we i won't but we will see you next week sort of yeah yeah goodbye bye Good? Are my waves any bigger? Look at those waves. Oh, oh my God. The, look at the waves. Look at the waves. Holy shit. I'm perfect.